Sherry Jorgensen with Spiritual Crusade. Hopefully you guys can check out our website, spiritualcrusade.com. It'll help you with lessons or talks or teach us teaching your family or your own personal study. There's a lot of goodness on there. But today I want to talk to you about the next part of Jill Smith history, verses 27 to 65. And I have to say that as a young mom with, with little children, the part that illuminated to me is the same thing I want to talk about today in a little different light. But for me, it helped me understand the important part that I had in being a mom. And we'll review it right now, and then we'll go back later and talk about it again. But it says on here, verse 59, the same heavenly messenger delivered them up to me with this charge. So I felt like, okay, the Lord is telling me this for my children, that I should be responsible for them, that if I should let them go carelessly or through any neglect of mine, I should be cut off. That if I would use all my endeavors to preserve them until he, the messenger, should call for them, they should be protected. I had received such strict charges to keep them safe. And then I'm skipping a little bit, but for no sooner was it known that I had them than the most strenuous excursions were used to get them from me. And I felt I have felt this so much as I always lean on this, like, I am charged to be a mother. I have to do everything in my power to hold these kids tight and safe so that I can stand before God and say, I did my best. But then I could feel those pressures of school and friends and social media and just temptations just from all directions coming at my children. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> Every stratagem can be used, invented, resorted for this purpose. And then it said, but by the wisdom of God, they remain safe in my hands until I had accomplished by them what was required at my hand. Isn't that so beautiful as a parent to think about that charge that the Lord's given us and then to take that responsibility and also to trust him to help us, to keep us safe. So now let's talk about, so you can apply that as a parent if you'd like to. But we can also talk about another thing. In, this, in these verses, it talks about what Malachi said about Elijah. It said, Behold, I will build unto you the priesthood by the hand of Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their father. If it were not so, the whole world would be utterly wasted at his coming. What does this mean? There's only one word really changed. In Malachi, it said, And he shall turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And here it says plant. So what's the difference between turning and planting? Well, we know that we that we have been promised, President Russell Nelson has just asked us to study the Abrahamic promises and covenants and blessings that all go together because we are that lineage and we are called to hold true to those covenants so that those blessings also will be ours but we have a responsibility. We have a charge, a great charge, a great responsibility. It was important enough that the um, Moroni, the angel Moroni came back three times and quoted the same scriptures to tell them this is so important. And so I was thinking about the difference between turn and, and um, plant. And I went back to Alma because that's where you got the seed of faith. And it says, you just need a desire. And so there in heaven, you can see it, you know, all of people are working hard. The missionaries are serving and teaching people who never got a chance to know the Lord, to know Christ, to know Jesus Christ and to love him. And they're doing their work, but they're turning their hearts and they're working diligently. 
And I'm not exactly sure this is exactly what it means, but this helps me understand my role and what I need to do. And then he comes and restores us in the last days. And this, we now get to take it from a desire to a seed, to a planting. We have a work to do. We have genealogy and we have lives to change. And that it will seal what is done here on earth will be sealed in heaven. And when I think of seal, I think it's something kept tight, not able to be penetrated. When I have this, you know, when my shower had the ceiling around it, and then it started to be penetrated and the mold grew quickly around the edges in our rental house before. And then once I had that taken out and resealed, it was gone. It was safe. And it was so interesting to me how quickly, when penetrated, things erode. But when they're sealed correctly and properly, they are kept safe and secure. And I think that in heaven, we're going to be thankful when we know that we have been sealed to our family and our posterity. And that we are safe in the arms of God. And that exaltation is for everyone. There is such a great work to be done and we have such an important calling. And so we go back to those chapters where those verses that I first told you about and it says that I should be responsible for them. We each one of us has to take this responsibility to go and do the work that, Malachi, that Elijah brought to the prophet Joseph Smith. He brought the, the ultimate powers of the priesthood here so that the sealing could be done. And if I should let them go carelessly or through my neglect of mine, I could be cut off. Each one of us has to decide for ourselves, am I doing all that I can do? And then we can also ask the Lord to help us. We can seek after him. We learned that last week, that through him, we can get the guidance we need. We can have those moments where the light descends upon us and with that knowledge and increase and understanding, um, that uh, he'll give us the ability to understand how we can do it. Uh, genealogy is really difficult for me. So I am talking gene genealogy 101 here. <laughs> But yet I also know as I read these chapters that we have a great call to do. And this, you can apply the same thing to anything that you feel the Lord is, is calling you to do. I mean, you go back and he says in verse 33, God had a work for me to do. That's right. God had a work for Joseph Smith to do. God had a work for Moses to do, for Abraham to do. God has a work for you to do. And God has a work for me to do. He doesn't need us all to do the same thing. That would not help the cause of, the, of um, our eternal family. We are all called to do different things. And I saw this firsthand when we had a tra tragedy happen in my family. I come from a family of 12, ironically, 12 tribes of Israel, right? And it was sudden. And so we all flew in from different parts of the country. And we, we met at this moment. And it was so fun because we didn't even talk about it. And yet each one of us took on our role. It wasn't a role that we discussed, but it was something that we had developed. There were, there were strengths that we had developed over time. Maybe the Lord had developed those for us, that we could come together as a family and handle a really difficult situation and bring that faith and that light and that joy to the moments. And to me, that was such a testimony that that's what God's doing with his family. And that when really hard times come, we are all going to be able to rise up together and do our part. And we're going to be able to work together. And we're all going to have different strengths and different things that the Lord has prepared us for. And that's the same thing with genealogy. Find your place in it. Find your purpose. And I also love in these chapters, probably one of my favorite parts of us knowing how to do this or what to do. We have to ask. 
We have to seek, but then we have to obey. Verse 50, I obeyed. And halfway down, his dad told him, go and do as commanded. That's how we obey. Go and do, even when it's hard. And, you know, it, this, this, these verses are full of the temptation and the persecution that Joseph dealt with, with trying to do what the Lord had called him to do. He was willing to obey and he was planning to go and do, but there was a lot of reasons to say, this is too much. I can't do this. He had plenty of reasons to say that. And that's how I feel with us. What has the Lord called you to go and do? Go do it. Don't listen to the things that try to stop you. Don't fall victim of temptations and per persecutions and self-doubting, whatever it is. Go and do what the Lord has asked you to do, and you'll be so blessed. So this is really a far stretch, but I'm still going to talk about it because it's something that I have loved. It seems like stone always shows up, and he stored the Book of Mormon in a stone box. And for me, stones represent the light of God. And I don't know why I, I feel that, but you know, Jacob went to, when he needed light in the barges, he went to the top of the mountain. He removed himself from where he was and climbed to the type, moved to a different plane, found the stones. He molted them, which if you do research, takes a very long time. It's a, it's a tedious procedure, which I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do that because I don't know the exact procedure, but I did look it up one time and it was tedious until they were white and clear. And then he brought them before the Lord. And then he said, can these be light? And then the Lord touched them. And every time I hear stone in the scriptures, I get goosebumps because I think we are able to have the light of God in our lives. We just have to climb the mountain to a different plane, put in a little egg work, go and do what he asks us to do, obey him, refine whatever needs to be refined in our life, and then say, I'm ready. You can shine through me. And um, another thing that I really liked in here was when I was talking about the gold plates, it says in 34, he said there was a book deposited, written upon gold plates, given an account of the former inhabitants of the continent and the source from whence they sprang. He also said that the fullness of the everlasting gospel was contained in it as delivered by the Savior to the ancient inhabitants. We too have those gold plates in our homes. Each and every one of us can have a Book of Mormon. We should have plenty of them and pass them out. We are given a charge to spread the fullness of the gospel so that everybody can enjoy the plan of salvation and the understanding of life after death, of feeling the Lord's love and enlightenment so they can get their ordinances and they can feel the line upon line, precept upon precept the knowledge and increase of understanding that the Lord gives us. It is something that we are charged with to go and spread the gospel, to spread God's love, to hold true to what we've been asked to do. And though Satan will do all that he can, we'll, be, we'll read it again, what will happen. For no sooner was it known that I had them than the most strenuous excursions were used to get them from me. Every stratagem that could be invented was resorted to for that purpose. But 
By the wisdom of God, they remained safe in my hands until I had accomplished by them what was required of my, what was required at my hands. The Lord has a great purpose for us. He will help us. He will keep what he has charged us with safe. If we will do our part, then we will be able to stand before the Lord and say, I did it. I worked so hard to accomplish those things you asked me to do. So let's be obedient in the answers we get when we seek the Lord's help and guidance in our lives. Let's go help gather Israel and share what Christ has given to us with the whole world. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.